for listening to the weekly sermon. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Glenn Hubbard. For more about this podcast and other resources, visit our website at www.riverinthehills.com. Um, I want to start with this. Um, I had two words of knowledge on healing. Um, I didn't, the whole thing with the eyes thing was just, as I, I walked in, I just, it kind of hit me in the face. Ah, I'm washing eyes. But <clears throat> I had a word of knowledge for, and I don't even know what this condition is, but it's called macular degeneration. Does anybody know what that is? Have I given that word recently? Something, something. if you know what it is or any of that, um, Father, I just pray for healing, for um, that condition. And then another word or knowledge, meniscus. I know that's a bone situation. Someone have a meniscus problem, pain? Okay. All right. Father, we just, um, we thank you that whenever... Your son came upon a place of sickness or pain. That Jesus, you came as they they sang in the vineyard during the the nineties revival. When you came upon a place of sickness, you came with healing in your hands. This is who you are. So we thank you for a year of enjoying divine strength. <clears throat> Acts 9.31, may we enjoy strength in our inner man and strength in our bodies. Just even right now, just if, I just believe there's a, a wave right now to give you physical strength in a fresh way. Just receive that right now. Deuteronomy says that the bolts of your gates are iron and bronze and your strength shall equal your day. And some of you wake up after a sleepless night, really concerned you won't have enough strength to make it through the day. I'm one of those sometimes. It's real. So I declare, may your strength equal your day. And, and, and on top of that, may you have good night's sleep. Thank you that the... Uh, the computer that tries to turn on, you know what I'm talking about, at three in the morning to get you thinking, may the computer stay, ooh, in sleep mode. Yeah, amen. Well, we're done, everybody. Hallelujah. No. Praise God. God is good. Amen, amen, amen. Well, today's going to be a different kind of message. Uh because basically there's something big going on across the body of Christ that I believe is, for lack of a better term, it's a divine response by God through his praying church to the, I'll just say, the flat-out demonic tsunami sweeping across our nation. There is, it's, it's like I've never seen... And I'm not, and I want River in the Hills to be a part of the answer, not part of the complaining of of wringing our hands. We don't wring our hands, we stretch our hands 
to the Lord and call out for God to move because 2 Corinthians 10, 4, and 5 says, for the praying church, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, they're not natural, they're not guns and missiles. The, the weapons of our warfare are more powerful than missiles. They are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations. Who puts imaginations in the minds of someone who thinks they're now a girl? The devil. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the true knowledge of God. So we call down the fire of God's truth to break in. And so I want us to be part of that solution that divine response as a church to the degree that God would allow us to be a part of that, that divine response. So I'm not going to be a, uh, you know, the, uh, I'm not going to rant right now. Well, I'll kind of rant. Sloan, are you watching? I don't know if Sloan's, I'm hearing a Sloan. Everybody say, we love you, Sloan. Turning point, yeah. So. More. So I'm not going to be, you know, Clint Eastwood, get off my lawn with a shotgun. But the devil's gotten on our lawn. The devil has. There has been an increase of spiritual darkness in our nation manifested by skyrocketing crime and lawlessness in our street. I'm just going to say it right now. We went down to the Capitol yesterday. I took my gun in my car because I didn't want to be stuck at 6th Street in Guadalupe and have donuts going and someone coming at me and I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> I never get a gun. I'm like, I, gotta get, I don't know what's going to happen. Skyrocket, the fentanyl poisoning, tens of thousands, the skyrocketing perversion, and persecution in our nation of Christian voices, the sexualization of children, the um, mutilation surgeries under the demonic moniker of gender-affirming surgery. That's demonic. I'm on the lawn, I guess, with my shotgun. <laughs> but, but, but we need to understand the hour we live in. Just last week, a CIA whistleblower named Morell said, I have to be honest, David Blinken or whatever, Blink, Anthony Blinken came to me during, before the election and said, can you write up a false document saying it was Russian disinformation, the Hunter Biden laptop? Because we want Biden to win. He was working for the Biden campaign. He's now our Secretary of State. An IRS agent came out and, as a whistleblower, said, I can't sleep at night. We've been told to cover up the IRS investigations into the Biden crime family. Oh, wow. Okay? There's corruption at the highest levels in our nation. Women's athletics are being attacked. And actually, a woman, female athlete, college swimmer, Riley Gaines, got physically attacked for just simply saying men shouldn't be allowed to swim against us. 
Christian school, Nashville, Tennessee, six people killed because they're Christians. Nashville, Tennessee, by someone who's insane, who thinks they're God, she said, I'm now a man, and came and shot up a Christian school. And so we're continuing to see. I could go on and on, but God is saying, I'm mounting up a divine response through the praying church because the weapons of our warfare are mighty through God to pulling down strongholds. We are an all-in church, and we're off the balance beam, and we're in the fray with love in our hearts, calling upon God for righteousness to prevail in our country again. But we can do it together. And so what we've seen prior to May 7th is divine responses by God through the praying church back uh, just yesterday at the Capitol. Turning Point USA, where Sloan Adams is a part, and I don't know if Nigel's here today, but Turning Point USA joined up with Sean Foyt's uh, worship, Let Us Worship worship Ministry, and I don't know how many were at the Capitol yesterday, I'll just use a country word, a slew. (laughs) There There was a slew of people, and a slew of rift people there, praise God, uh, calling upon God, the a state representative from the DFW named Nate Schatzlein, I think. He had us all in the legislature. Spirit-filled said, stretch out your hands. And as he called upon God to move in our legislators, I started really tearing up. I don't want to say I travailed, but I got teary. Because he was saying, let's pray for the, for the ending of all this mis-sexualization of children and ending of abortion, and all, I forgot, it was about the children. Yeah. And then I'm going to get a little personal for a second. I was sitting back, and I watched a, a dad with his two children playing in the grass, and I'm telling you, that two-year-old looked exactly like Kyle when he was two. Total blonde hair, just kind of playing around, trying to kick a ball, and, and I said to the dad, I said, I said, your son looks exactly like my son when he was that age. I said, see him over there with that jersey on, over there. In fact, about that time, they all, everyone was kneeling down, repenting for the sins of our state. And he looked over at Kyle, looked back at his son, and he said, I hope that in 33 years, my son will be doing the same thing. That's, that's, this is why we do what we do as well. So there was... Yesterday, there was February 8th through the 24th, the Asbury Revival in Wilmore, Kentucky. Thousands came to spontaneously worship and pray for 24 hours a day for, I believe, 16 days. People from all over the nation, all over the world came and got uh, filled and refreshed. Hundreds of college campuses were changed, spontaneous prayer meetings. Um, God is doing things. He's mounting divine responses by the praying church. But what is coming in two weeks for 21 days is a massive global divine response by the praying church. It's massive. It's global. It's, um, 
It's a 21-day fast for Israel that is, um, it is gaining so much momentum that all I can say to you is <clears throat> I have to conclude that God is behind it. And I'm, you know, I don't only have a few minutes today to touch on it. Uh, Kyle will talk a little more about it next week. Um, but we, we are, um, we're a part of something big that's happening. Um, there's a website. I hope you all will check it out. Don't necessarily check it out on your phone right now, but <clears throat> it's Isaiah62fast.com. Okay, let's all just say that with me. Isaiah 62 fast, and you know the dot-com part. It's got videos, it's got explanations, there's 20 copies of one of the information PDF files out on the, <clears throat> the table there. I'm, I'll just read the first paragraph of that, that one um, for you. It's, it's called the Isaiah 62 Global, 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting for Israel. Starts May 7th says, join several million believers, and that's not exaggeration. There are at least five million, and I could give you the breakdown of the Zoom calls that Mike Bickle's been on of, of 100 leaders in Latin America, 100 leaders in Brazil, each with a reach of over five million or seven million, respectively, throughout, and they're like, we're all in, and Mike's like, I don't want to hype it, so he said, I'll pare it down to 10% of that group. And let, okay, if 10% of 5 million, that's 500,000. I don't want to bore you with the math and the numbers. I know my wife would be bored with math and numbers. <laughs> She's retiring. But the number is real. Okay, join several million believers who will engage in prayer for Israel for at least one hour a day, just one hour a day, for 21 days, March, May 7th through 28th, for the increase of God's salvation promises and plans for Jerusalem and Israel. Some will pray alone. Others will pray with two or more. Matthew 18, 20, if two or more gather. They'll pray virtually or in person, in their home, office, dorm, or at their church, etc. Paragraph E. Now, some of you might say, well, Glenn, you had me going until you talked about Israel. You know, no offense. I mean, I'm not against Israel, but I can't get real jazzed about Israel, you know. And, and I'll, no offense taken, I get it, I understand. You might be thinking, you know, I came to church today to hear something about me, helping me in my life. Well, I want to tell you a little secret. When you care about... What God cares about, God cares about you. Now, God's God. He's perfect love. He cares about all of us. But God does more in our lives concerning spiritual things, concerning eternal things, concerning just natural needs and wants. He will do more when you put his kingdom first. Matthew 6.33. It's okay if you have jet lag, Timothy Riley. I get it. He's been on a plane. He and Derek from Pakistan. You just go to sleep. We'll all watch you and pray for you and love you and thank you. 
He told me outside getting coffee, he goes, I saw a withered hand get completely straightened. Blind eyes. Deaf ears. Seven Muslims coming to Christ. <laughs> baptized. Man, I just went to I just went to H E B last week and <laughs> got some orange juice. Anyway, and Gold's Gym. All right. So this is uh, it, it's this divine principle. When we care about what God cares about, he comes back and blesses us. Matthew 6, 33, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added to you. Genesis 12, 3, it's called the Abrahamic covenant. God promised Abram, he became Abraham, God promised him, I will bless those who bless you and your offspring. I will bless those who bless you. You know what? I think God knew he needed to incentivize the Gentile church. So he sprinkled in, I'm going to bless those who care about Israel. I'll, I'll give you another one, Psalm 122.6. It says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We're going to do it for 21 days. Pray for the, the peace of Jerusalem. doesn't just mean lack of terrorists. It means the Prince of Peace coming back and landing on the Mount of Olives and setting up the millennial kingdom from Jerusalem. Only then will we really have full peace. I was going to sit on the stool, but God's given me fuel to care about something more um, than anyway. It says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you, Jerusalem. So we don't do it to get prosperity, but he's just saying, I'm throwing this in the contract. Okay? Romans 1.16, God actually has a ranking system of priorities. That may shock some of you, but Romans 1.16 says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to the Jew first, and then also to the Gentile or to the Greek. So God said, when you talk about the gospel, the Great Commission, moving God's heart, changing the world, you will put the salvation of the Jewish people First, I didn't rank that. God did. The Jew first and also to the Gentile. We all want the Great Commission, right? We, I'm gonna, I've got to stop going. All right. But when we do this, God will move in our lives. When River in the Hills got that revelation, Gary, you're here as a longtime elder and friend, you and Jeannie, we, did, we felt the Lord put on our hearts to, to see Jew first and also the Gentile. We gave ma major amounts of our missions giving. Everything you give to River the Hills, a tenth of it, a tithe of the tithe, goes into a missions fund. So when we decided we're going to give to the Jew first, the next Sunday, we didn't tell anybody, it was the largest offering that came into River in the Hills ever prior to that time. God was saying, put Jews, put them first. They're my people. Yes. And so you want to see fire, greater fire? 
get into the fire of God's heart for his people, Israel. He says he's zealous for Zion. Okay, so, so that's EF. Why is fasting a part of this? I mean, I would not put, you know, I'd be like, I'm for all this, but I would still want to eat. And we'll still eat. We'll look at that different. But why would God put fasting in the mix here? Why is it important? Well, I want to show a, a, a picture here uh, from Derek Prince's book, Shaping History Through Prayer and Fasting. Um, this, um, little, this pyramid, the full, the full triangle represents the full will of God, A, B, C, okay? Full will of God, A, B, C. The uh, trapezoid, is that right, math people? Okay, thank you. B, C, D, E, okay. That lower represents the will of God. Everything outside the triangle, by the way, is outside of the will of God. Okay, so we want inside the triangle. So everything B, C, D, E in that trapezoid is... uh, what, the, what God will do, either because he's sovereign or because we prayed, you know, we had prayer. Okay, but Jesus said, I have the, the verse down here, he said, um, uh, Matthew 17, 21, this kind of demon only comes out but by prayer and fasting. So there are certain things that are in God's will for us, that he has for us, that only come to us when we choose to fast. I didn't set it up that way. My body doesn't like that, never has. And so, you know, for this 21-day fast, uh, my flesh would love to fast kombucha and kale as a fast. Okay, I would go, but God's like, no, that's not a fast for you. But it is, it is here's, here's what I see, though, when I see the dynamic of why God put fasting. There's a verse, I, I scribbled them down here. Um, Psalm 35, 13. Uh, said, David said this, Psalm, Psalm 35, 13. I humbled my soul with fasting. Fasting is a prescribed way to humble your soul. Those like Rachel and Marissa, and you see me on a Tuesday because I'm fasting. I have no personality. I'm grouchy. I'm kind of looking at you. And, and it never really gets better. Tuesdays are not until 6 o'clock. And then, you know, but I'm fat. It's a caveat. That's why I'm that way. I'm just, it makes sense, yes. Now it makes sense to you. But, but it's a way to humble your soul, Okay. Now, James 4, 6 says God resists the proud but gives grace, gives power, divine power to the humble. So the pathway to more power is humbling yourself. And one of the pathways to humbling yourself is finding some kind of fast. Okay? So God set it up that way. Thank you for the pyramid. Thank you, Sterling, explaining that. Paragraph uh, B. Well, we won't. Well, no, we're going. 
we're going now into showing a video. I want to show a video for a few minutes, and then I'll, I'll have a few more points after that. This is a video on this Isaiah 62 um, fast website, and Mike Bickle is sharing about this, but I want you to know this isn't an International House of Prayer thing. This IHOP, this Isaiah62fast.com is a completely independent website. All different streams in the body of Christ are a part of this. So if you can show that. I want to share a very now, by the way, stop there for a second. This is development in the body of Christ. This is Mike. Can you push pause? It's going to share a very historic important that's a, yeah if you just put it up there i was just going to say it was we're having trouble with our projector bulbs and all that so this is mike bickle without sunscreen this is mike bickle with sunscreen lesson to the kids okay go I'm ahead and share a very historic important development in the body of christ that's going to take place this may for 21 days in may may 7 to may 28 a collaboration of several thousand ministries, pastors, missionaries, campus leaders, youth groups, from many different nations are already in communication to mobilize one million intercessors for 21 days to pray for Israel and for Jerusalem this coming May. Literally one million. This collaboration of leaders and ministries and pastors and churches is a fast that we're referring to as the Isaiah 62 Global Solemn Assembly. Most of you know what a solemn assembly is. It's a 21-day fast. In this fast, we're going to exalt the supremacy and beauty of Jesus, but also something new to some people, the connection between God's blessing on Jerusalem and the fulfilling of the Great Commission. Now, in the first 10 days of announcing this fast, which was announced on March 7th, 300,000, let me say that again, 300,000 people set their heart to participate in this fast in various ways. Some are going to fast on water. That's the most extreme for 21 days. Some are going to fast vegetables, some juices. Some will take one meal a day. Some will fast every other day. Some will fast maybe just social media. Now, initially... We called this fast here at International House of Prayer in Kansas City. That's where I, where I am right now in our prayer room. We called it for our staff and our IHOP community. And we determined that this May we were going to pray 24 hours a day for 21 days for Jerusalem. And we were celebrating our 24-year anniversary of doing IHOP. And so our staff was excited. We've never done this before. 21 days, all 24 hours a day just for Jerusalem and Israel. Again, we've never done it. And in celebration of our 24 years of doing IHOP, we thought we'd do this together. Then some leaders exhorted me, invite others. Invite the body of Christ. I go, they don't want to do this. I mean, honestly. Well, we just put the word out, and within 10 days, 300,000 have set their heart to do this. So I went to my staff and I said, if we want people to take this seriously, others, I have to know that this will be the most serious three weeks of our entire 24-year history. And so I called our staff. Would you pray, be in the prayer room, be in this prayer room up to 12 hours a day 
And about 300 of them have responded out of our staff of 600. Of course, it's a full-time staff, so they have the time and, and the uh, 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 resources in order to do that. I'm so grateful that they would lay aside their responsibilities, their normal responsibilities, to be in this program 6 to 12 hours for 21 days. Well, we have a, a website. It's not an IHOP website. It's a website that belongs to this collaboration of ministries. I mean, literally, there's several thousand ministries involved in this. In this website, it's called Isaiah 62 Fast. And we'll tell you why it's Isaiah 62 at another time. Very critical passage. We're identifying the churches, the prayer rooms, the missionary groups, the house churches, the campus groups, whatever, that want to be a hub. And what do I mean by a hub? We want multitudes of different ministries putting a link of their ministry or their, uh, their website or their ministry app on this website so that people in their area can know are they going to have meetings or people who want to know more about them they can find their resources they can find their prayer times if they're going to have them on a daily basis those kinds of things now imagine this this is the first time in history that a million people are praying for israel for 21 days at different times i mean this in itself is unique psalm 102 spoke of a set time of favor on Israel. Yes, a set time, it says in Psalm 102, verse 13. The psalmist said, this future day would be written for a generation that's not even been created yet. Beloved, this is a set time. This 21-day fast, I'm calling it, I mean, I'm believing it to be a global Esther moment, which is a significant down payment of the final ultimate Esther moment when we will go before the king for such a time as this, for the rescue and deliverance and salvation of Israel. This fast is also important because there's crisis in Israel that are happening in April and May this year. And so I'm going to make available a 60-second video of ahead. this presentation you that you could show your Thank you. <clears throat> uh, I have a few more points, uh, but he just segued right into the point that I really want to talk about here. There is, there are, again, over 5 million people that have already committed <clears throat> across the body of Christ around the world to at least praying, fasting of some kind in 21 days. I'm not trying to pressure anybody here to join, to do a part, to do this. This is something, all I ask is you ask the Holy Spirit to show you. I'm real light, I've got a real light yoke on that. I don't get any commission off this or... You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to pressure. I just want to offer it and let you see and understand. But the 5 million plus will be praying for those 21 days and fasting, joining different in different ways. And then on May 28th, the uh, last day of the fast, this other prayer networks that total real number 100 million people now because of the internet and Zooms and all that, 100 million around the globe will be praying for Jerusalem for one hour. And most of them, many of them don't really have this great heart for Israel. They've just picked four times in this year of 2023 to pray. They prayed for China. They prayed last week for Mecca in Saudi Arabia for an hour. May 28th, they will pray for one hour for Israel. And then 
Later in the year, they will be praying for India in September, I think. Well, we are going to take 21 days to pray that as those 100 million are praying for Jerusalem, that God will strike many of their hearts to have a deep love for Israel, to say, I'm going to be a watchman on the wall for Israel as well. I'm going to take this and put Israel's salvation, the salvation of Jewish people, in priority in my life. So this is 21 days of helping prepare the way for that one hour that God will send arrows of divine revelation and passion in their hearts to care about the Jewish people. Because right now there's a lot of replacement theology that's happening in the world, which is basically saying God's left Israel. Now whenever it says Israel in the Bible, it means the church. There's that whole view, and they don't really come out and say, I hate Israel. They just don't really care. So we're going to pray that they care. And so if 10, 20, or 30 million around the world start to care about Israel, they've got friends. And we're believing they will tell their friends, and within a few years we'll have 100 million praying as watchmen on the wall, because Jesus said, I'm not going to come back to the earth. I won't return until the Jewish people, my countrymen, welcome me, saying, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Well, Glenn, I just care about the Great Commission. Well, Matthew 24, 14, Jesus said, the end will come after the gospel is preached as a witness to all nations. So the Jewish people saying, come, you're our Messiah, and the gospel preached to every nation, together is when those two things have to happen. Then the Lord says, the end will come, then I will appear. I will return. So we are going for, for this in that regard. But what Mike said on that video, worship team, you can come up. I'm going to give one testimony. I had more testimonies to share about this, but worship team, if you come up, thank you. Um, the reports are that Israel as a nation is in very perilous times, both from internal strife. When the Sabbath ends on Saturday night, they flood the streets and they have protests and many sources, including Messianic leaders in the land, that means Jews who know Jesus, they've said, we've never seen it this bad. There's a high likelihood that there will be civil war in Israel in May. Okay? High percentage of reputable sources also say that Iran will have operational nuclear capability within two weeks. And within the month of May, if not in June. And Iran, the Iranian leaders have said for decades, we want to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. So Israel is facing potential civil war and potential nuclear attack. In May. But in May, the church, five million, and then a hundred million plus five million, 
will be praying for Jerusalem and for Israel. Come on. God really helps us when we say yes to saying, I want to care about what you care about. I think it was 2012. Suzanne and I went for spring break to international. Is that the date? I don't we went to pray at the International House of Prayer. It's a great vacation time, by the way. You get great barbecue. It's nice. But we spent spring break there. And I'm in the prayer room sitting. And all of a sudden, this song comes in that wasn't what they were singing. I think Misty Edwards was leading a set. But they were singing. And I was singing the vortex. Uh, the vortex of Jerusalem, the vortex, or something about the vortex over Jerusalem. And I saw this tornado, a, a vortex, over like spinning over Jerusalem. And I was like, well, you, that's good. Well, it's already up there. But go ahead and take it off because I want to I wanna share. Okay, so I'm sitting there. I turn to Suzanne and I say, honey, what's a vortex? I mean, I know it's something to do because I kept seeing the, the vortex over Jerusalem, the vortex over Jerusalem. And so I looked it up when we got to the hotel, and it was this like a funnel cloud. And I was like, well, I, Lord gave me a song. It's like I'm seeing, and, and then what I studied on it, a vortex is it pulls everything toward it. Okay? The vortex over Jerusalem. Okay? I get back, and I'm there's this... There's this course we had. I don't know if Chuck and Ness, you remember on Wednesday night we had. It's called the Omega Course, and and I just was just thumbing through. I just opened it up, randomly opened it up, and the page that my eyes landed on was this page. Like getting back from that whole vortex thing. If you can put that picture up, it says Jerusalem is the vortex of God's end time drama, and I was like. Wow. The Lord's like, Glenn, I'm calling you to pray because in the end times, every ministry, every Christian, every non-Christian, everyone who loves Jesus and who hates Jesus will be pulled into how are you going to decide toward Israel? Which are you going to be on? And Kyle shared it morning prayer today. There's going to be a, how did you share it? A surrounding? Every single person in the universe Every single person will surround Jerusalem. Some to destroy it. Some to pray for her salvation. The vortex. And I just want to ask, let's all stand if you would. I just want to ask. I think we're to respond in two ways. We're good on time. Respond in two ways. I'm not saying, I'm not doing a big sign up today. I'm just asking you to be open to what God might put on your heart regarding this. Come on up. I want us to just ask, just, just the commitment, the responses. I just want to be open to what God, how you want me to be with this coming vortex that's happening.
And then I have one more response. Just go ahead, sir. I'm going to cry because, you know, as I was praying before the trip to Pakistan, I told my wife, I told people that God kept saying millions to me. And in my pride, I wanted to think it was our trip to Pakistan. You know, millions of people were going to come to the Lord. And, and I was really meditating on, on the Great Commission. And the word Jerusalem kept coming off the page to me. And I, you know, when the Lord starts showing you things and you, you don't really quite, can't quite put your finger on it, it was just now, it snapped. You know, the Lord let it drop in my spirit that, Take this seriously because God's going to bring millions into the kingdom. And as these nations humble themselves and lift up what's so important to God, they're going to see healing in their land. And God's going to use this fast to bring millions into the kingdom. And if you really have a heart for God's people, lay down your life. Lay down your forks, whatever you have to lay down. Lay down your jobs, whatever, and humble yourselves. God is going to heal the land. I heard now is the time. Now is the time. Now is the time. Set your watch. I heard almost the exact same thing that now is the time. And then the phrase, will you say yes to my plan? Will you say yes to my plan? That's what Yeshua, Jesus, our Jewish Savior is asking us right now in this moment, will you just say yes to my plan? I'll, I'll figure out all the details later, he said. Just say yes. See, this is where I've learned the last thing I need to do is hype anything or get everybody to, that's all. No. There is a phrase, I think, young people, correct me, but called FOMO. Yeah, yeah. But the fear of the Lord constrains me to not miss out. Because that little two-year-old boy that I saw yesterday that caused me to tear up, that Congress, that legislator, Praying, Nate Schatzline, stretch your hand. He said, Lord, Lord, legislate, flatten all the resistance to your ways, God, in this building, in the Supreme Court of Texas, the, the legislature, the, con the Senate. 
it's the children. It's the future. I don't want them, I don't want us to miss out on whatever God's telling us to do. But I have one other response that that is had related to earlier. It's just kept coming back up. When we seek first the kingdom of God, all these other things are added. There are other things that are vying for position, that are trying to position themselves to cause us to not seek first the kingdom because we have a FOMO of the fun or the thing or the pleasure. I just want you to come forward at this altar. If there's something you know between you and God, you're saying, I'm coming forward and I'm saying, I'm going to put this I'm going to put this down below. This is not my priority anymore. I'm seeking first the kingdom of God all the way. As the worship team sings, just come to the altar. There's no specific prayer over you. Just come forward. Say, I'm putting aside everything else that I have exalted that has kept me from seeking first. I've sought first the kingdom, but I've also sought this. And this is competing for position. And there's only one on the platform worthy of our worship. Thanks for listening to the weekly sermon. To download the notes and slides for this message, visit our website, riverinthehills.com. If you would like to partner with us in moving God's heart and changing the world, please subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, and share this episode with a friend.